All right, welcome to another episode of the Contacts to Contracts podcast. I am Brian Lovell here with my co-host, Mr. John Jones, and we have a special guest today, Sean Miller. And I'll introduce Sean here in just a minute, but I want to introduce this series of podcasts that we're going to do over the next couple of weeks. And we're just going to call it our Top Producers Podcast. We are going to interview some of the top mortgage loan officers um, across the country and give you some tips and tricks and talk about some of the ways that they've built their business to the level that they have. I happen to know Sean. Sean, I believe, like, how long have we known each other, man? About 12 years now? Probably. I think it's like 08. Yeah, I remember you win when you didn't close very many loans. <laughs> yeah. Of course, neither I think, did I. I. I think Brian was in the same situation. I was say, I, I don't think in 08, a lot of us closed a lot of loans, yeah. right? If we remember back then. Yeah, not as many. I yeah. remember Brian Forrester, um, I had asked him how much he was closing um, one of those years. He's like, some the, the usual 10, the usual 10. Oh, 10 a month? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and that burned me up because I wasn't yeah. closing 10 a month. And he's like, the usual 10. I'm like, steady Eddie. Gun. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's it's interesting, but yeah, we've known each other for about 12 years, and I would consider you actually one of my dear friends, um, not just a colleague, but I appreciate you taking some time to spend with us sure. and uh, talk a little bit about your business. So, Johnny, you want to kick us off, man? Yeah, I mean, I'm curious. Like, so how many, you know, 2008, but prior to that, when, when did you actually start in the mortgage business and not only start, why? Um, so I started out in the business in 2003. Um, prior to that, I was doing new home sales. Okay. And uh, you had to be in the model home every Saturday, Sunday. And back then, in 0102, um, in new home sales, the loaner, or sorry, um, the sales consultant, we could go over tax savings, payments, cash to close, credit reports. It was a lot different back then. You sure? Because we were on the sales side of things. Mm. Um, and I was a mathematics major in college, so I always enjoyed the number side. I just didn't exactly love sitting in a model home every Saturday, you know, Saturday and yeah, Sunday. six days a week and Saturday, Sunday. Sure. And I'd always have loan originators coming into my office, you know, promising me the world, but their voicemail box would be always full. They'd miss closing dates. Um, these were like the subprime lenders that we sure. send out to um, that the new home <clears throat> finance company couldn't do. So um, I was like, shoot, I'm going to go to that side of the business, do the little things right, you know, dot the I's, cross the T's. And I already had real estate relationships from being inside um, the new yeah. home sales model. So that's kind of how it got got me started and closing deals right away. Okay. Yeah. What, what got you into Florida? Okay. Um, so in 2003, I started originating up in Ohio. Um, the company I was working for up there, um, they were looking to open office office down here in Florida. So um, ended up moving down here in 06. Man, you just took the leap. Boom, I'm moving from Ohio to Florida. Yeah, well, and it was hard to get started with real estate business down here. Um, you know, it's hard to get started when you're starting out in a new area, so as it is. But, like, I didn't have a lot of relationships. No sphere, right. Yeah. Um, so um, I ended up um, talking with a real estate agent that was inside of a real estate office. Um, and they had a lender that was in there that was looking for a loan originator. Okay. And I'm like, well what a great opportunity, you know, to go work. Like shooting you know, fish in, in a barrel. Yeah, yeah. Inside of yeah. a real estate office and create door relationships there. Sure. Yeah, cool. So that was in 2006. Um, what would you say, like, in the early days, what kind of volume, what kind of production were you doing? Like, you can give us maybe, a, if it's easier for you to give monthly. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I would say probably, you know, five to seven closings a month. You yeah, know. it's pretty strong. I yeah, mean, even, even today, that would be pretty yeah. strong. Yeah, as an originator by myself, uh, and um, our group um, with Laurel Lynn merged up with 
you know, um, came on board with Tom, yep. and he encouraged it. I remember we went to Bahama Breeze, was, <laughs> we, and we sat outside. It was ninety-five degrees outside. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> it was you, myself, Laurel, Lynn, Tom, Justin, Justin and Brian. And, Brian. Oh. and he had said that he could see us with teams of ten. I'm like, Tom, let me hire slow my, down. Let me hire my first one first. <laughs> right? yeah. And now, prior to that, they had asked us to start a team, and I was like, Nope, nope, don't want any more responsibility. I just want it to be me. Um, however, you know, now. You know, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's funny when you talk about it. Most of us that start out as loan officers and or realtors, you know, it's scary. The first hire is the scariest hire. Yeah, sure. I yeah. mean, you, you just know you're responsible for yourself yeah. and, you, and, and that's all you want. You know, yeah. and you're doing enough loans to, you know, to uh, be successful, right, yes. to provide for yeah. your family. Yeah. And then somebody comes along like Brian or Tom, yeah. Laurel Lynn, and they push you in a direction that maybe it's a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, my guess is that you are, you're happy you did listen and, and follow that. Oh, my that. gosh. I never want to do it by myself ever again. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean we, it, to transfer over, like today, t- talk about 2020 compared to when you started doing that. What's your team look like today? Well, um well, if you want to go back, so I closed 78 loans in 2008 when I was by myself and then uh, brought on Elizabeth then the next year and we went from closing 78 loans to 155 Wow! in one yeah. year, like yeah. more than just one person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would go back and remember that conversation we had with Tom at Bahama Breeze. I think we all left there uncomfortable. And the, the vision that Tom had that none of us really caught on right away was that leverage piece. And we've talked about that on this podcast before, but you see right there, Sean, by adding one person, nearly doubled, doubled his business yeah. mm-hmm. in in one year. Yeah, and then we brought on you know Brittany <clears throat> the next year, and we closed over two hundred, and brought on Michael, and you know now we have eleven people on the team. I believe we so. have uh, two transaction coordinators. I have like a like an ops manager that helps me out with managing the team. Um, we have five loan originators, um, and then six including myself. So I'm still a producing branch manager. Yeah. So let's get some clarity real quick. Your first hire um, was Elizabeth, and she was, is, still is awesome. What was her role, though, in the beginning? Because, like, like, you know, loan officers are going to watch this who are like, hey, I've been thinking about starting a team. I don't know what to – like, what was the first step for you? I mean, that's a while to go back, but, you know, um, you know, helping answering phone calls, Probably a little bit of um, everything. you know, um, submitting files into processing a lot that a transaction coordinator would do now. Yeah. You know, she was hired as a loan originator assistant, but she was more like a transaction coordinator. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, th- that then she, you know, as adding Brittany on who took over. Um, submitting the files, answering the phones that were coming, calls that were coming in, um, you know, putting marketing fires together, you know, um, train, you know, training materials, you know, now we have a marketing department that we can get, you know, yeah. those things from, yeah. you know, we have a, mar- you know, a, a marketing assistant now right. that, you know, helps out with handling our Facebooks, with sending out the weekly marketing pieces. We have so much leverage now corporately where, mm-hmm. you know, um, now we can focus on just like originating. Yeah. So. And, and I think that's really what Elizabeth did for you that first hire too was, you know, she did all of the other stuff. And at this point, early in the game, you were still doing all of the loans. She really didn't start doing loans too until you made the second hire. Essentially, we just got so busy that we had to hire somebody. So, mm-hmm. you know, we just hired, I mean, that's pretty much what's happened every single hire. Like right. we've just gotten so busy. That's not necessarily the right way to do it. Yes, you know, you know, it'd be better to have, you know, more people than what you need and you can grow into it. Right. However, yeah. I haven't 
done it like that. I think I've only done it once where I hired two people at once. Um, Brian, that you told me to hire two people at once. And I was like, I think I should just hire one. You're saying I, we're hiring two. So I said, okay, we hired two. And, and if we wouldn't have hired two, we would have been in big trouble. I don't even okay. remember that. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, like, you know, again, I remember when Tom set the vision, you could have 10 people on this team. And that was too big for me to think about. Yeah. You know, now I can kind of think about, hey, by the way, we could actually use some other help now um, in this area. So we could actually hire a 12. It still makes me a little nervous, though, you know, every time you're bringing on somebody. Sure. Because you yeah. got to close, you know, more loans. Sure. And yeah. Get yeah. People relying. I, I mean, I get that. I, you know, I've shared with this team before, you know, in my role, um, I go to bed every night make, worrying about, hey, we gotta, we got to close enough loans as a company to employ a ton of people. And now yeah. that responsibility doesn't ultimately fall on me, but I feel like I have a responsibility in that yeah. you know, either way. I, I mean, I guess it does to some degree, but I get it, man. It's, it's the pressure of, hey, you want to make sure yeah. that you're, you know, you've got these people on your team who you value and you care about. And you want to make sure you're helping them provide for their long-term futures as well. Yeah, I watched a podcast. I'm not sure if it was John Maxwell or I watched watch a lot of podcasts and YouTube shows. They were talking about don't be afraid to hire that person. Like, you know, don't be afraid. Well, you may have to let them go. You know, if Tom would have been afraid of that, we wouldn't have all of this you're right absolutely now. Right. Yep. You know, if I wouldn't have like, you know, slowly followed Tom's vision, you know, of yep. adding people, <clears throat> you know, I wouldn't be where we're at now and we wouldn't, I mean, shoot, we're closing 50 loans a month, you know, probably it's not, we might not average exactly 50 loans a month, but we're going to close pretty darn close. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. between 500 and 550 and last year we closed 340. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that's a lot and I couldn't obviously do that by myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just to give you an, an idea, let's see, it's about 475 units through the end of November. Okay. 2020. Yeah. Uh, with volume of a, of a team volume of 115 million. So you'd, you'd yeah, that's well. nuts. And this month we've got like 75 or 80 closings on the board. Now, we usually don't close all of those, but you know, so we're going to be yeah. well over 500 for the year. And deals fall yeah. through, inspections, appraisals, different things like that. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Or they push out to the they push out to the next month because you know it's a refinance where it doesn't take priority over sure. a purchase. Sure. You know, one of the interesting things, and we talked just before we started this today, is that, you know, we have, we've got a lot of LOs that are still very successful and they're still single LOs. Like, any advice to them taking that first step that you can give to help make that leap? I mean, we've got plenty that are doing 40, 50, 60 million as a single LO, and they're now starting to think, maybe I need to hire another LO and expand my team, you know, you know, out. Well, you have the support systems here where they could do a trial run with the CSA, correct? Yeah, yep, absolutely. Um, and, you know, before they actually hired their first TC. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I would say that'd be the first step. I mean, like, I don't, I don't even know what I'd do without a TC. I wouldn't, yeah. nev- wouldn't want to so, do this again. So from right, your perspective, myself. Sean, the, the first hire isn't necessarily a producing loan officer. The first hire is someone to help you with all of the minutia. Correct, yes, yes. And then, you know, maybe your next hire then is gonna be your producing loan officer. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And you're referring to, we have a corporate sales assistant program where like, if you're not ready to make that first hire, um, the company allows you to use it for, you know, there's a small cost involved, Mm -hmm. but it's not the cost of you making a hire for somebody. Um, And that helps you start to grow your business to the next level. So yeah. like you could essentially get someone that's a shared or a part-time assistant and then grow yourself into hiring your own full-time 
transaction coordinator, loan assistant, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the important thing is that the scariest thing is making that first hire or any hire in any business is you're going up and you're imagining having to maybe drop a little bit or flatline a little bit until you go up again. Correct. So it's almost just a jagger, but you've steadily, I would yeah. imagine income, yeah. you might Correct. have a little s- s- lag and yeah. it jags back up, yeah. lag yeah. back up. John, you just made me think of something that I think is worth asking Sean is, you know, in the beginning, did when you added the first hire, did you work harder or less? Well, we every time we've ended up still getting busier. So I feel like I keep working harder. Yeah. You know, because we keep closing more because we keep closing more yeah. loans. Because I think one of the things I share with folks a lot of time when they're looking to sounds grow their like business, he's working smarter. You know, or make that higher. That is, too. You know, it freed up time for you. I'm able the to business get to, just fall, yeah. but you it freed up enough time that you paid a little bit more closer attention maybe to some referral partners. Correct. And that that you may have been neglecting. Yeah, I'm I'm able to get to more of the needle mover things. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. you're talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things I I tell people all the time when they're making hires is that when you make that first hire, most times you often work harder than you normally would because you've got to do all of the work that you are already doing, plus leading, developing and training somebody new for a period of time. Now, once you get, you know, them full clarity on what their role is and they're trained up on how to do it, that's where the working smarter instead of harder comes in. But a lot of times that first hire you make, that's the most strenuous and difficult time that you have. Yeah. Um, because you've got to train this new person as well as continue to do all the things that you were already doing. And there's so many different parts to the business where you can go get more business, mm-hmm. you know, that you're not able to, you know, capitalize on with mm-hmm. not without having the leverage. Yeah. So, you know, um, with, you know, Jason, with having him as the ops manager and help me with doing the one-on-one coaching with the LOs, um, like that's helped freed me up more to do, uh, take more of the loan originators calls on, hey, by the way, what do I do on this transaction? What do I do on that transaction? Action, where he's mo- or he's more so going over the numbers and mm-hmm. you know um, and w- what they're doing in their uh, their activity trackers are they you know making all their calls to their real real estate agents referral partners so there's always other pieces of the business that you can go after so that's really what I've seen happen at the more people we've hired the more we'd be able to hit all the different mm-hmm. areas yeah. yeah Sean what what have you found have been some of your biggest challenges with the growth um, you know, finding the right people, you know, that are going to grind as hard as you, you are, mm-hmm. that are going to want it yeah. like you want it, that are going to do it like you do it, you know, because you want like, you know, I have my systems in place, not saying I'm perfect, but like, I mean, I, a lot of us have self-trained ourselves. Yes. You know, a lot of us haven't come from other companies where they've had, you know, um, you know, training, uh, loan officer training for getting started. So we've just trained ourselves over the years. So, you know, getting people that buy into the way you do things, Mm -hmm. you know, um, your processes, like, you know, after you do a pre-approval, you know, call the realtor, go over, you know, the gist of it with the realtor, Um, put notes inside the file, what you, your conversations that you had with, with the client, with the buyer, Mm -hmm. you know, were they pre-approved? up to $300,000 or $400,000? Did they want their monthly payment at two grand a month, three grand a month? Um, did their dog just die? Did they just get married? Like, you know, um, you know, what, are they getting divorced? Are they, is it contingent upon the sale of the house? Yeah. Is it not? So like, getting them, cause like when you're doing massive business, you have to have, have a, a way <laughs> to remember things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I think it goes back to one of your original comments 
when you said you wanted to get into the business, I'm just going to do the little things better. Those are those are all the little things. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's 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 a great piece of advice. So, and envision like for t- how important is it for your team to know the vision, where you're heading, and what direction you're going in? Like each year with business planning, and wh- where do you see yourself? direction going okay well you know that's an interesting question you know because you know you you know some of the real estate like Keller Williams like they're always about you know make your goals really really big well I always like to make mine realistic you know um, so I would have never expected this year for us to close over 500 loans Um, I hate to admit this but I don't know I think I put 450 closings for our team for this year okay probably end up about 525 so we exceeded that. That's nice. We also, achiever, I like it. Yeah. Well, we also didn't know COVID was going to hit this sure. year and the feds were going to start pumping in money to mortgage-backed securities and bring 30-year fixed rates under 3%, which yeah. is absolutely insane, crazy, unheard of. So, yeah. And we don't know how long we're going to be able to ride that out. You know, They're yeah. predicting rates to stay low over the next couple of years, but they may not be as low as they are right now. So you got to make hay while there's hay to be made. Correct. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. So you've done quite a few more refis in 2020 as oh a team, as an individual. Yeah, like my, my, my spiel when I'm calling a realtor, we're a purchase money lender prior to COVID. You know, right. like we're a purchase money lender and we do 95% purchases, yep. you know, and that's our priority. And that was, you know? that was spot on in, in 2019. And I looked it, at your numbers just looking this year. Yeah. I mean, you're still uh, primarily purchased. You're, yeah. you're just over 70% purchase yes. and 30% refi, that's yeah. which mix. that's a great mix. And that's after given my whole entire database of all my past clients to all my LOs to call. I didn't, I didn't go after one of them. Okay. I didn't call one of them. Okay. I've only done refis for people calling in. So, and right. like for friends, family, yeah. you know, sure. yeah. Yeah. I, I've only that's done, smart. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, and, I, and I've just leveraged that piece out. Yeah. I don't, like I know we have loan originators at our company where like they're doing all the loans in their own name. Mm-hmm. That was the, one of the biggest things I did, I feel like, to get to the next step by allowing the loan originators to close loans in their own name yeah. and take the file from start to finish. I think it'd be, you know, if you're going to continue to do them all in your name, it becomes very difficult oh to continue to gosh, manage it's the nuts. pipeline. It's right? nuts right now. And, and, and yeah. you know, yeah. I, I think that um, the other thing is I, I remember, like, just the calls that would come. I remember sitting in your office in times in, like, your cell phone's ringing, your desk phone's ringing, the e- like, every all the communication is through and to Sean. And when he finally made the decision of, hey, we, we've got to start to leverage out some of the production to the other loan officers on the team, that brought, you know, him having to be so involved in every single Side file relief. way yeah. down. I think that was after I shattered my cell phone on I, my I desk. I wasn't going to tell that story, <laughs> but you brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> with you sitting across the, the ta- my desk. Brian was sitting there on the opposite side of my desk. He was in there um, for coaching that day, and I got off the phone with a borrower, and she was not very pleasant. Okay. Um, we'll put it that way. Okay. And I grabbed my cell phone, and I shattered it on my desk like that. And Brian just looked at me. He's like, like, you didn't know what to say. I, I did. I, 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 it was like, I was probably early on in our relationship, too, I think, so I didn't really know him. I think, well, I, was, well, I think it was like 11. That's a good story. 11 years ago. <laughs> yeah, and it's like he looks at the phone and he's just like, oh, well. Okay, let's <laughs> I mean, move it's on. completely broke. Now, yeah. that night he did call me after he had gone to the cell phone store on his way home and be like, hey, I got a new phone. Yeah. It's like, well, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I still got that cell phone because my wife says it's the smallest iPhone Yeah, yeah you got there. the smallest iPhone ever, yeah. <laughs> I, you're still rocking the iPhone 4. <laughs> Something like that. That's awesome. Um, another thing that helped out was on my email signature, 
putting an office line on there. So it, that goes to our um, administrative assistant receptionist, like, mm -hmm. and then she'll help decipher, you know, um, the what, calls. What calls you what, need to take. What I need to take, what I don't need to take. Yeah. So, um, you know, what can go to the processor, you know, what can go to the transaction coordinator. Yeah. So on our email signatures for all the loan originators, um, prior to COVID, we just had the office line. Yeah. Now, yep. since COVID, we have, we have the office line and we also have our cell phones because yeah. okay. a lot of us are using our cell phones more sure, than yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah, I do remember that. You guys made an intentional effort to try to drive traffic through the receptionist so that receptionist could kind of be the gatekeeper, so to speak. It's probably not the best adjective, but yeah. that receptionist determines like, hey, does this call really need to go to the LO or can it go to a transaction coordinator? Mm -hmm. Can it go to a processor? We put that on our weekly, like on our marketing pieces that mm -hmm. go out. We just have the, the office line. Yeah. Like, so if they're calling and then, at, you know, they all have their own individual lines as well. So like out of office, you know, if it's the evening or the weekend, you just forward those to your cell phone so that you're still missing. Yeah. How do you oh, handle that? Yes. Yeah. So I, I, whenever, whenever I leave at night, I have my office phone, my direct line forwarded to my cell phone. Yep. Okay. And all the LOs do as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you instituted some of that stuff, it definitely helped with just the amount of phone mm -hmm. calls and questions and everything that were coming in that don't necessarily need Sean's attention to be answered. Yeah. Right. Um, so, I mean, so you, you know, we're talking about a, a ton of loans, John, you just said, and Sean, you're going to close somewhere around 525 loans this year. We talked on a recent podcast, John, about the difference between working on your business and in your business. So Sean, my question to you is, with all of these files and all of this volume, how do you manage that kind of pipeline? It's been really hard. Like it's been really hectic this year. Like you sent those business plans out and I just wanted to say like, I'll get to this when I'll get to yeah. this. Be, but you You're were the riding the wave. He was yeah. the first yeah. one to send it in though. It, it, well, <laughs> well, and that was because Jason actually put the numbers on there for me. Sure. So yeah. I could just go in and just, you know, add in, you know, some of the other things. And we've been, we've had the business plans for however many years now, how long right. have we, and we've been utilizing the activity trackers. So we fill those out. Like we, they have all our activities on them. Listen, and, and you're saying we need to continue to revamp them every 90 days. I have not been, I've been reacting this year. It's right. been very, very like, I mean, I've closed myself 20 to 30 loans like on Every multiple, month, yeah. multiple months. Yeah. So my best hire now, um, my most recent best hire was Mar bringing Marilyn on who is like, like a true like assistant for me. And mm -hmm. she has access to my email and she can, and she watched me, my tendencies, where I move things, what I did. So, so now she knows what to what do. What to get rid of and move. Yeah, yeah. And, and what to leave for me. Mm -hmm. So that has been the best thing that I've done um, this year. And she, I, she came on board two or three months ago. I don't know what I would do if she yeah. wasn't like wor working for me now. Yeah. Um, because it, it, we're still slammed. Yeah. 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 I think she's done a, a pretty, a pretty great job. I remember originally you wanted to bring her on part time and I was like, why are we hiring somebody part time? You yeah. really need full time help. And eventually, yeah. you know, that, that is what it morphed into. And, uh, you know, she came full time and I, I, you know, one of the things I'll give her credit is she, and this just kind of goes to how do you make sure that you're finding the right people to fit the needs that you have, like for this specific role? Um, she's, searching for ways that she can take things off of Sean's plate. So like there's been times and he's going to learn about this right now for the first time, but she'll reach out to me and ask, Hey, how do I deal with Sean on X, Y, Z? Cause I've worked with him a long time. Yeah. 
right? And so she's trying to learn and adapt so that she can be the best resource available to them. And I think that's great. That's yeah. awesome. And like Gabriella, like our administrative assistant, it's hard for me to even call her that because like she does so much. Everything. Yeah. Like she's an absolute powerhouse. Um, yeah. And like, you know, her finding the right person to answer your phones, you know, because they're taking a lot of uh, feedback heat from agents, buyers calling in, you know, um, and trying to be the gatekeeper, finding that right person that can handle that in the right way is super important as well, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think the cool thing about her, too, is, um, you know, she gets it on all levels. Like, I mean, she's gone to events that the team has held to go and meet the agents and to network. And, you know, she's not doing any loans or building any relationships to bring well i shouldn't say that because she it really she is she built a relationship but with but but she you know that's not necessarily her full-time role but she's engaged with the team in that way too so it's like everybody kind of all in sean i'm just curious like through through all of this over the years has there been any difficult lessons that you've learned you know like losing a couple of the loan originators um you know those those were harder to take you mm -hmm. know um i didn't necessarily um plan on that necessarily necessarily to happen you also don't want to ever hold anybody back though either right you know if they want to if they want to go do do this on their own yeah um and you know being in an office like being around other team members it is definitely a different animal than sitting in the house by yourself you know yeah. you, you know you, you get a lot of the team dynamics you know you get you know gossiping going back and forth yeah. you know you, you know you see people on their bad days you see sure. people on the good days just like around your house you know you you know you're, you know yeah. your spouse maybe not always be in the best mood you know you may butt heads sometimes you yeah. may you know yell sometimes it was well, same as in the office yeah. you know so um, th those have been my like my like I guess learning experiences you know like you know losing them um, but again I, I don't know if you I, call I, it losing yeah, yeah I mean I think in any the, business you know when you take somebody brand new into the business and you train develop them and bring them up to that level yeah. um, where they, they're really thriving and doing awesome yeah. sometimes those people want the opportunity to go out on their own yeah. and do what you've done yeah. right and, and build their own team and maybe they think you know that's the vision yeah. and for you as a leader I, I, that's that's truly amazing I mean I think yeah. if you look back last year when that happened yeah. you know you were a bit upset and then yeah. you've had the best year you've ever had. Correct. And, and, and you've you replaced them, and then yeah. you've kind of just moved on. And yeah, and you say replace them, but you still miss them. You know? Sure. Yeah. You know? yeah. They're and, part of your family. Yeah. And especially, and especially now this year. I mean, like you know, a, a lot of people have been working from home. Now right. in my office, they have slowly trickled back in the administrative TCs. Mm -hmm. They're all in there. Jason's in there. LOs are coming in. You know, um, here and there, but not all of them can. Some of them yeah. are. You know. You know, single yep. mom. You know, their kids aren't in school yet. You know, so, you know, I've I've been trying to you know adapt more. You know, and mm -hmm. go with the flow. Get accustomed a little bit. to this change. Yeah, go with the flow a little <laughs> bit more. Yeah. You know, because you know, pr prior to COVID, you know, people you know miss, not coming into the office that would drive me absolutely crazy. Right. You yeah. know, um, now I still prefer for them to be in the office. <laughs> However, you know, it's a different. Every environment. situation is different. Yeah. 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 yeah, you got to be flexible. So, Sean, you brought up business planning earlier in a conversation. How, whether it's short term or long term, how important would you say that that's been to your business? Um, I mean, me personally, it's just about getting into habits. So I've been doing the activity trackers for so long. Honestly, um, that has been a huge way for me to be able to help um, manage and lead my LOs 
um, where like, you know, when we're doing our one-on-one -on -one coaching, you know, what are they doing, you know, sure. um, to help, you know, are they meeting, their business. Are they, are they doing what they said and committed to doing Correct. Right, every week? Yeah. Now, um, that doesn't flow off my tongue as well now because Jason has taken over doing the one-on-one -on -one coaching with the LOs. Mm -hmm. um, in a perfect world, if I wasn't as slammed as I am right now, I'd like to be on those one-on-one -on -one coaching calls with him mm -hmm. um, or at least, like every month or at least every other month. Um, yeah. So that's going to be my goal for next year to yep. be on him every other month. So then I can be talking like sales strategies. Mm -hmm. You know, Jason's, I mean, an Excel guru, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, mm -hmm. the kid's an absolute yep. star. Oh, yeah. um, but like, he's never been a loan originator. Sure. So he doesn't know. He's like, not in the trenches. The, yeah. He doesn't yeah, know yeah, the, yeah. The, the sales side of things. So um, that's my goal for next year to be able to be more involved with that. But I take a lot of the loan originators calls on their transactions too. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, business planning has got us to where we are right now. You know, I I'm gonna be honest, I don't love it. You know, I don't love when sure. you say, hey, it's business, you know, business <laughs> planning time of year. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, let's get all excited. But you know, like you forced us kind of pretty much to do it. Um, and now it's a lot easier every year. Like, it's not like you're doing something, you know, completely brand new. Yeah. Even though probably this year I should be doing something completely brand new. So I'm, I'm going to do my best to get there and, <laughs> and revamp the activity tracker. You know, it's just like now it's like, you know, as a, as a branch manager, do I do I do the activity tracker for like things that Marilyn now is doing for me? You know, like she does all our like hot prequal follow ups where she'll yeah. follow up. Yeah, hey, by the way, how's yeah. the home search going? Yep. Well, that was on my activity tracker. Yeah, I so think do you I, put that on hers. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, but then, you know, what do I replace that with? Do I need to have all those different, you know, things on my activity tracker? Yeah, maybe, I, maybe not. I, yeah, I agree with you. So, like, you know, the, our audience who's watching or listening, they, they're not necessarily familiar with the activity, activity tracker. tracker. But to give some clarity to it, it's a tracker that, you know, you, it's got space to put about 15 activities you go back and look at our podcast that we did recently on business planning, we talked about for everything that we measure, there are behaviors and activities that drive those metrics. And so those activities and behaviors are what Sean's been putting on that activity tracker um, so that he can measure, hey, does that give me a good ROI or does, does it not? Um, but I think one of the common mistakes, and this is what you're trying to say, is just because there's 15 boxes, we don't have to fill out all 15. Yeah, you know, um, we need to make sure that we're hitting the critical ones. Right. Yeah. The three you to know, five key, yeah. key activities. You know, some key activities. But I think there's other things like, and I don't know whether you have this on your activity tracker or not, but you do a weekly team meeting. Correct. And it is. you know that's something that happens every single every single week. Yeah. Um, you know, but a lot of times that's a discipline that maybe people don't necessarily put on their activity tracker because in their mind they're like, well, we do that every week. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I had like go to you two know. closings a I, month. Yeah. You know, where for a new loan originator, you should be going to all your closings. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and, and going back to the, you know the importance of tracking it and having you know having Sean or Jason have the weekly calls with the LOs or the monthly calls, the coaching calls, is to measure and make sure they're hitting and and, and achieving what they're doing. It's like Weight Watchers. We talk about yeah, the diet. About yeah. That, yeah. And if you if you have to weigh in every Wednesday, you you have to diet or you're gonna you yep. know fail. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't show up on Monday and having done nothing the previous week, 
in nothing to show yeah. for it. I mean, right? that you also, want to be successful yeah, in this business. That also has our prequals on there for the yep. week. Um, it has our goals on there. It has our um, uh, closings on there for the week, and then they tally up for the Real month, to for one the year. On ones, right? Yep. Marketing yep. Uh, they're going to do. So they're they're tracking every single week. Are they hitting their pre-approval goals? How are they doing towards their monthly goals? Again, we talked about that. If you haven't watched our episode on business planning, Sean's hitting on a lot of those things that we mm-hmm. talked about in that on that episode of business planning. Sean, we're on a little bit of time, but I got to ask you one more question, if I can is what is the biggest way that you have personally grown since you've been on this journey? Um, it's been really neat to see um, my loan originators hitting um, and uh, income goals that they never thought Imagine. they would necessarily yeah. hit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been that's a big high five. I would say that's probably been the most yeah. rewarding when you see them, you know, reaching their goals or personal goals. But like, yeah, yeah. it's. I mean, I personally to see like their production goals and that's been awesome yep. to see people that had never done this before now being yeah. successful in this business. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Sean, is there anything that you wished that John and I would have asked you? <sighs> no, nah, not really. Yeah, no, you, you, yeah, you made me think he pretty hard. Has fi- uh, he has 15 yeah. calls to return. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, yeah. You, you, uh, you caught me off guard with that last question. That was a good one. So, all right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, listen, thanks for uh, thanks chiming for in with us, us again yeah. on our Contacts to Contracts podcast on behalf of John Jones and myself. If you like what you see, take the opportunity to subscribe with us either on Spotify or YouTube. Feel free to share this on your social media. And Brian and John, just um, let me know. So on YouTube, you can go ahead and put in the Contacts to Contracts on here, and then you can actually click on one of the episodes and you can subscribe. So then it's nice and easy while you're at the gym to go ahead and go into your subscriptions here and they'll come up along the top, so then it's nice and easy to find. And that you way you never miss an episode. Yeah. He just reminded both of us that we yeah. need to get to the gym. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd keep the email on my inbox and get buried, so this yeah. is an easy way to find it and listen awesome. to it all the time. All right. And as always, John and I want you to know if there's anything that we can do to help you in your business, we're here to serve. You.